Hey guys, welcome to episode two of the Crying Never Stops podcast. We are new to Sportscaster. We are also on Apple Podcasts. We're also as well on Spotify. You can search us up at Grind Never Stops Podcast. So today we will talk about Houston Rock. Well, we're going to talk about many, many teams, but we will start talking about the, about the Houston Rockets. And the question we have here is, should the Rockets break up the duel of Russell Westbrook and James Hart? And uh, my opinion, I think they they should because getting Russell Westbrook was a bad move by by Maury, who stepped down as the GM of the Rockets because you can't have two ball hogs on one team. And that was the problem for the Rockets. And not only that, that they didn't have a legit big man. And the the tallest player on that team was uh, Robert Covington at 6-7. So the Rockets need to trade Russell. Well, not need, but they should trade Russell Westbrook. And I'm not criticizing Russell Westbrook. But you just can't have both of them on one team. And and you're not going to trade James Harden. I think you should keep Harden and trade Westbrook. Because you know Westbrook is going to get his triple doubles. He's going to get his, his like 20 points, 20 rebounds, or 9 assists. But it's not... It's not going well, man. And this, well, the past season, the Houston Rockets had the Lakers numbers. But once the bell started, it was over. It was over. And yes, the Rockets won one game, but that's about it. That's about it. But, well, guys, it's... Like you, you, you will get a lot of value for Russell Westbrook. So much value for us. You can trade him to the Knicks. You can trade him to any team, and you'll get someone back. Which team that I that that would work good would have a trio would be Russell Westbrook, D'Angelo Russell, and Carl Anthony Towns. But is Russell Westbrook worth trading the first overall pick of the draft? Absolutely not. But the Timberwolves don't want to let go of Dilo or Cat. So the only piece that they can get that can get for Russell Westbrook is number one pick, which is predicted to be Lamelo Ball. And let's, before, well, before we talk about Lamelo Ball, I would like to say that the Rockets need to, need need to find a way, what they're going to do with the, with the team that they have now. <clears throat> Either trade Russell Westbrook for a big man or for a point guard or trade James 
Thanks for the follow, Mary Belfan. Welcome. <clears throat> Sorry. But I think that rockets need to treat one of them too. Because you can't have two ball hogs and have no big men on the floor. So <clears throat> I think they need to trade Russell Westbrook. And yes, everyone has said that you can trade Harden for a superstar big man. But do you really want to pair up Westbrook with Embiid? That didn't work. It's not working in Philadelphia with Ben Simmons who can't shoot three. And Russell Westbrook cannot shoot threes. He cannot shoot threes. And the kind of player that you need to pair up with James Harden is you need to shoot the three. You need to do a lot of things on the floor. Like if your three-point shooting is not working, you can still dunk, you can drive, you can hit free throws. But the problem was also Westbrook. He can't hit threes. He struggled from mid-range. And he couldn't get it done. And I'm not blaming the Rockets' playoff exit to Russell Westbrook. But just the team overall is not built well for the playoffs. The Lakers were built AD, LeBron, Rondo, Caruso, Green, KCP, McGee, Dwight Howard, Kuzma. You're going to have a legit starting lineup and a legit bench. And this was a problem. Now we can go to the Bucks. This was the problem with the Milwaukee Bucks. That was the problem. They did not have a legitimate bench. Their, their whole starting lineup struggled all serious long against Miami Heat. Eric Bledsoe, Chris Middleton, Brooke Lopez, and even Giannis Antetokounmpo struggled. Giannis Antetokounmpo struggled from the floor. He couldn't get anything in that. Why the Milwaukee Bucks lost is because Giannis Antetokounmpo got, his, got exposed by his own defense. And that was the problem. But guys, now I would like to talk about the club. Before we talk about the draft, we'll talk about the LA Clippers. Los Angeles Clippers. They need to do a lot of things, man. Because they need to come with a game plan. They need to have a thing that teams could stop. Teams, because now, it was easy to stop the Clippers. They had zero team chemistry. Because as I said before, in my other podcast, I said, if the LA Clippers had team chemistry, we wouldn't be here. Talking about Kawhi Leonard, 16 points, 4 for 20 shooting. We wouldn't be here talking about Paul George, 10 points. Or Montrez Harrell and Lou Will having drama with Paul George and Kawhi. We wouldn't be here if that, if there was chemistry. And guys, that's why they lost. That's why they 
exited in the way they did. They bullied, and now there's no like, there's no chemistry right now, and they need to make a decision on Patrick Beverly, on Lou Williams, on Paul George. They need to make a decision because right now you're losing Montrez Harrell and if you trade Sweet Lou and Patrick Bev, you will lose big time because that that was your bench. Montrez Harrell was your bench. Sweet Lou. And this is the problem. That was the problem for the Clippers. They can get things done. They can get things done. And that's why I have a problem because they're a good team. I want, not I wanted, but I want a Clipper Laker Western Conference final showdown. Because that would be sick. That would be fire. Kawhi, George against AD and James, and we're not we're not here talking about the Clippers losing to a high-powered team. They lost to the Nuggets. They also blew a three-one lead to the Denver Nuggets, who's run by six-four point guard Jamal Murray and this seven-foot center Jokic, the Joker. And you couldn't stop it. And that was the problem. But let's move on. So, Lamelo Ball. Lamelo Ball, like, I'll be honest with you, Lamelo Ball has more, what can I say, skills than his brother, than what Zoe had when he got drafted. And that's why Lonzo Ball got was overrated, man. He was overrated. Like he shouldn't be, he shouldn't got drafted that high. Because as soon as he got drafted, he didn't have a consistent jumper. He didn't have a consistent three-point shooting. He he couldn't score. All he was doing was rebound and pass. He didn't even have the defense that he's playing now. Because later on in the season, then he picked it up. As you saw last season with the Pels, he picked up his three-point shooting. He picked up his scoring ways, his free throws, his rebounding, his dimes. And that's why Lonzo is the right player for Zion Williams. And that's why the Pels should be very, very careful about Ben Ingram. They should resign. Because he he was the most improved player. He his stats went up big time. And we're not gonna be here saying that the, he was he put up these stats on the back. Yes, they missed the boss, but that's not a bad team. 
they have Drew Holiday, Alonzo Ball, Zion Williamson, Ben Ingram, which is him, J.J. Redick, Derek Favors, Alvin Hayes. They got good players. It just, they're not as good as they think they are, but it's not a bad team. Like, I could say they're better than the Phoenix Suns or the Sacramento Kings. So, now, Lamelo Ball. Lamelo Ball could help many, many, many teams right now. Especially the number one worst franchise in the NBA. Not worst, but trashiest team the past five to ten years is the New York Knicks. Because I don't I don't like their death at the point guard position. I don't like it, man. Frank Nulikina, Dennis Smith Jr. No, man. I don't like you can get a lot of value, but it will come as a risk. Because if you keep Dennis Smith, you trade Nilekina, and then you trade Mitch Robinson, and then you trade Kevin Knox. These players can get you a Russell Westbrook. These players can get you a Lamar Ball. These players can get you a legitimate point guard. Chris Paul, we forgot Chris Paul, but Chris Paul is another point guard that the Knicks could trade for. Because the Knicks, all they need is that one leader, that one guy. And no, I'm not saying Westbrook is a leader or the mobile, but Chris Paul is. And all they need is one star to get things back to normal, back to the good old days of the Knicks. Because that one player could lead this team to the Next step that can bring other players to form a playoff team in the East. And don't get me wrong, the Knicks are one player or two from making the playoffs in the East. Obviously, if the Knicks, obviously, if, if the New York Knicks was in the West, they need three, four stars. But since you're in the Eastern Conference, all you need is one or two players. Because right now is very bad, man. It's horrible. What they have now, like their death at the point guard position, their death at the shooting guard position has question because RJ Bear didn't play, didn't play well. In fact, he played disaster. As their, as their, like, top draft pick last season. Number eight. Number five. And he struggled. 14 points. That can't cut. That can't cut it. And expect RJ to have a better season. And this is the problem. Right? Like, with those under the combos, the Bears, and all these guys. You gotta change your game to to be the best. Because look, 
What did Steph Curry did, gentlemen? He changed the way it's played. Why? Because if he didn't play the way he plays, he wouldn't be winning NBA titles. He wouldn't be winning MVPs or three-point shooting records. Or That's why. That's the problem with the other guys. With, with the Antetokounmpo's. Giannis Antetokounmpo should have changed his game. When he played the Orlando Magic, he should have changed his game. Well, Orlando Magic, whatever, but as soon as you played Miami, who are a legitimate team, he should have went and grabbed his team and said, guys, just follow me. Just follow me. I'll take this team to the promised land, which which was supposed to be the NBA Finals, or at least the Eastern Conference Final. But this was uh, this was Milwaukee Bucks' best chance to win, because you know there's going to be more competitive teams. This. Season whenever this season starts. And thanks for everyone who's tuned in. Merlby fan. Uh, Cubby girl. Jude tester. Cool. Thanks for everyone who's tuned in to this live segment of the Grind, of Grind Never Stops podcast. You can donate. You can send us your support. You can ask us questions and we'll be glad to answer you. This is episode two. So we talked about the Rockets, about LaMelo. And we'll move on to the Raptors. So they have two key free agents in Serge Ibaka and Freddie Stead. Steady, steady, Freddy, Fred Van Fleet, and I know Fred Van Fleet is looking for the max. But between you and me, Hey guys, welcome to a segment of the Grind Never Stops podcast. This will be a short segment, so let's get started. And before I start, I'd like everyone to check us out on YouTube, Spotify, Apple Podcasts, Twitter, Instagram, and especially YouTube. We got we don't have much subscribers as it's stuck at 13, but subscribe to us and we'll subscribe to you back if you have a channel on YouTube and also follow us on Twitter and Instagram and like our Facebook page as the name of my podcast is the grind never stops podcast and don't forget to check out potty mouth sports podcast 
It's a new, brand new podcast. You could check that out on all your favorite social media and all your favorite music platforms. But let's get started as last night was day one of the play-in tournament. And as you guys know in our last segment, as we were predicting the uh, game between Hornets and Pacers, it was already going underway. And as you guys all know, Pacers won by 30. They scored 144 compared to the Hornets, 117. LaMelo Ball did not have a great game. And and the social media for the for a lot of basketball pages, all they were talking about is LaMelo passes. And he only had four assists, 14 points on four for 14 from the field, two for six for three. So I think they're all focused on LaMelo Ball's dimes on highlights, but they're not focused that he did not have a great game. As the starter, starting point guard for the Hornets played 27 minutes, only had one rebound, four assists, and 14 points with four turnovers and zero steals. So I think they need to stop being on his tip and try to criticize him to motivate him because showing up his lone highlight, his no-look pass or his behind-the-back pass didn't do nothing as they lost by like 27 points, close to 30 points. And I'm not just blaming LaMelo Ball for their loss as Graham had four points in 20 minutes. He shot one free from the floor. Terry Rozier shot 7 for 20. He had 16 points only. Also, P.J. Washington had 8 points in 30 minutes. And the bright spots in this game was Cody Zeller off the bench. Shot 7 for 7 from the field for 17 points. And Miles Bridges, who's been having a great season. He had 23 points and 8 rebounds on 10 for 16 and Biombo, the starting center for the Hornets, only played three minutes, had zero rebounds, zero assists, zero points, and zero blocks. So it was an awful game by the Hornets. And yes, they did not play without Gordon Hayward as he's witnessing a right foot sprain. But even then, it was a poor performance by the Hornets. We'll talk about the stats in just a second, but for the Pacers, it was another great game by DeMontis Sabonis, who played a Sabonis-Westbrook tight game in 32 minutes, had 14 points, 21 rebounds, and 9 assists as he was one assist shy of a triple-double. Malcolm Brogdon had 16. Brissett, who's been playing well since the Raptors, uh, released him, and since Brissett was on two-day contracts, and then after they signed him a guaranteed contract for the rest of the season, he had 23 points on 10 for 14. McDermott had 21 points after starting the first quarter with 11 points. McConnell had 17. Martin had 14. Batadze had 14 and 10 off the bench. Aaron Holiday had 5 assists. So, 
the Pacers played an amazing game and they looked ready as they were home court and home court away court does not matter because there's not as many fans and we hope that once the playoffs starts there will be more fans in the arenas but let's look at the stats here field goal percentage the Pacers shot at 55% from the floor, and that cannot happen in the must-win game for the Hornets, as the Hornets shot less than 50% at 46%. Also, three-pointers, Hornets shot 30% compared to the Pacers' 46 And the Hornets wasn't even making the free throws, <clears throat> as they shot 76% from the free throw line. And the key stat in this one is the Pacers scored 74 points in the paint compared to the Hornets' 56. And the, and the Hornets at one point led by 39 at one point. So it was an awful game by the Hornets. And as I already talked about in my last segment, the Hornets' season is over because, as you know, the... 10th and 11th spot, 9th and 10th spot, uh, even though they are in a playing tournament, they have one chance, you lose, you're out, you win, you're not in yet, but you will play the winner of the 7th and 8th, in which we will talk about right now, so it was a final as the Hornets scored 144 compared to the Hornets, 117. Next, the Boston Celtics, who had bad news to start the playing tournament as Jalen Brown will miss the rest of the season with a wrist injury and and as he had successful surgery. So it's going to be all about Jason Tatum. It's going to be all about Kemba Walker, in which we will talk about in just a second. And it will be about Marcus Smart. These players need to step up because now, as you saw what Jason Tatum did last night in this game, he went off, but he, and this is only a play in tournament. Imagine the playoffs. Oh, he's going to have to do more than what he did last night. So the Wizards lost by eight, by 18 points as it was a close game up until the second half as the Wizards the Washington Wizards started the first half great, but the second half was abysmal and was really disappointing. And even though Russell Westbrook had 20 points and 14 rebounds and 5 assists, but he shot 6 for 18. And also Bradley Beal had 22, 9, and 6. But he shot 10 for 25. But the starters did not play as well. As the bench players played much better. As Ish Smith had 17 points and 8 rebounds off the bench. Gafford had 12, 12 points and 5 rebounds on 6 for 7. As Smith and Gafford were a combined 12 for 15 from the floor. So, and Bertans had 4 points in 32 minutes. He shot 1 for 8 and 0 for 7. He did not shoot the ball. As he's been shooting well, his three-point percentage, the shots that he's been taking all season was contested, but 
you need more Fernberg times, but Westbrook need to shoot the ball better. And also Bradley Beal, who, who is having a hamstring injury, but still he needs to take better shots and make these shots. And for the Celtics, it was a disappointing. It wasn't a, I don't call it disappointing first half, but it wasn't the Celtics basketball that they've been playing this season. But the second half, they came with a bang as Tristan Thompson, which I said that he needs he needs to grab these rebounds. He needs to play better. And he did play in less than 30 minutes. He had a double-double at 12 points and 12 boards and shot four for nine from the field. And yes, he had three fouls. But he played great defensively when he was on the floor. Marcus Smart did not have a huge game, but he played great defensively. He had seven points and only six assists. Kemba Walk is the one player that's that hasn't been well since he signed with the Celtics last season. But he had a great game and he had to step up as he had 29 points and seven rebounds. As a starting point guard, shot 10 for 24 and made 6 out of 14 from 3. It was a great game by Kemba. Great defensive game. as That's why he grabbed 7 rebounds. And for Jason Tatum, what a game. In 40 minutes, the man dropped a 50-piece, 8 rebounds, 4 assists, shot 14 for 32 from the floor. Made all of his free throws. He had 17 free throws. Made all of them. Shot 5 for 12 from 3. Had 2 rejection, rejections. And had only 2 turnovers. And 1 personal foul. So it was a great game by Jason Tatum. And this is only the playing game. And this is just playing the Wizards. And he dropped 50 piece. 8 rebounds. 4 assists. And he's going to have to do more. Because now, since the Celtics beat the Wizards, they will face the most scrutinized team in probably the NBA right now. And it's the Brooklyn Nets. So they will face the Nets. And it was it's Kyrie Irving's first playoff matchup against his former team since he last played with them. So it's going to be a nice, a great matchup. But we won't tell you about the and predict the matchup right now because we're waiting until all the play-in tournaments finishes that way we can that way we can debate on who's playing who and who should win who so as you know so the Celtics beat the Wizards that means Wizards are not eliminated just yet they will play the Indiana Pacers for the last playoff spot in the Eastern Conference as a Celtics book a spot in the NBA playoffs as they will face the second place Brooklyn Nets and the winner of the Wizards and Pacers will play the uh, Philadelphia 76ers on Sunday night but thanks everyone for tuning in we'll make another segment uh, doing the NHL playoffs as they're already underway we'll have one for you uh tomorrow morning and we'll also um, don't forget we will do the live commentary for the Golden State Warriors and the um, Los Angeles Lakers 
We'll also tomorrow morning we will recap the game between the Memphis Grizzlies and the San Antonio Spurs, and in that game the winner uh, will move on to play the winner of the Lakers and Warriors. The loser gets eliminated, and for the Lakers and Warriors, the winner will book a playoff spot, the seventh seed, and that means they will play in that the second seed team, and for the. Uh, well, that means the second seed is the Phoenix Suns. So the winner of the Lakers and the Warriors will play the Fien- the Red Hot Phoenix Suns. And the winner of the 9th and 10th, which means they will play the number one team in the National Basketball Association. And that's the Utah Jazz. So the winner of the Lakers and Warriors will play the Suns. The loser will still have a chance to book a spot. They will play the winner of Memphis and Spurs. And you don't want to play the Utah Jazz. And you also, well, the Phoenix Suns, you could have a chance to beat. But I don't think the Spurs or the Grizz will have a chance against the Suns. But I think the Lakers or Warriors can have a chance against the Suns or even the Utah Jazz. But we will see what's going to happen. So we'll do a live commentary between the Lakers and Warriors. It's at 9 my time and 10 p.m. Eastern time. And we'll recap that tomorrow night. And you can check my live commentary on Twitch at Grind Never Stops Podcast. And you can check my commentary on the official app, the ColorCast app. You can check that out. And make sure you check us out on Anchor and all your music platforms. And we'll see you tonight on the Lakers and Warriors. And we'll see you also tomorrow morning. Thanks for tuning in. Peace.